Hi, Sandy. Thanks so much for being on the show today. You're welcome. I've been looking forward to speaking to you. Oh, I'm so glad we could finally do it. And, you know, Sandy Vara, everyone that's listening, is also the Spice Guy, which I just love that name. Because it's like the Spice Girls, but Spice Guy. (laughs) (laughs) That is right. That is right. Yeah. I love it. So come on, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and who you are. Oh, gosh, we've all got a backstory, haven't we? Right. Well, I'll give you I'll give you the violin story because that's a really good one to start off with, isn't it? Let's call for the heartstrings straight away. So um, single single dad. Uh, working crazy, crazy in the hospitality industry, uh, decided one day needed to change my life. Sat on a beach, me and my, my son, uh, he was uh, nine years old. And um, I've been working in lots of restaurants. I mean, like, like a lot of us, we, we were slaves to the, to the rhythm and slaves to, the, to work. And um, I just had enough. I just, this is not for me. It's really not for me. And I uh, basically on that beach, that day in Newquay, I literally decided I'm not going to be working anymore. I went back the following week, handed my keys in and um, decided there and then on, on the beach that I'm going to become, go back to being a chef again, because that's what I originally was. I was a chef. Um, I even lied to my parents, my Indian parents, that I was actually going to be a manager. You know, I was going to be a, a hotel manager, not a chef. Uh, they, were, they were also, they were very disgusted that I was going to be a hotel manager, not a doctor or something like that. It was only up until about 10 years ago that they, they found out that I was actually, didn't do any of the things that I, things that I said that I was oh going to do. <laughs> literally, literally. Um, but my love for food went back to being a chef and I came up with a name, The Spice Guy. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no idea what I was going to do. Uh, and the Spice Guy was born on New Key Beach, uh, and the rest is pretty much history. Uh, it's been an adventure, an emotional roller coaster. That's all I've got to say. Oh my goodness! Well, you've got to tell us a little bit about this. So, where did you even begin to think? You know, I want to get involved with food. Where did your influence come from? Well, <laughs> it come from a young age, and I think when people say things like, "Oh, I'm a foodie." Well, you know what? We were foodies before foodies came about because in my family, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, it's all about food. And especially in the Southeast Asian community from Indian, Pakistani, uh, uh, Sikh, Punjabis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all about food. It's everyone knows food. Everyone can make food. And the thing is, you'll know this, and I'm sure you're going you're to laugh at this. We're the kind of people that at breakfast time, we're talking about what we're going to eat at lunch. And at lunchtime, we're talking about what we're going to eat at dinner. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, and it's everything is evolved around food in our culture. So uh, where did it begin? Well, it was already inherent in me. It just needed to be brought out. And I think a lot of um, people in our, in our community are like that. Uh, thankfully, I didn't become a lawyer or a doctor. I actually became a professional f- food person. Um, it really hit me when I was in Africa, actually. I was 14 with my mum and dad uh, on holiday, visiting our, our family in Africa. And I was in Mombasa at this most amazing hotel. I was like, and as a young kid, 14, 15, uh, running around, checking the pool out, I was so intrigued how they were, they were serving food, how the tables were set, how the, just how the hotel ran it. And I knew then I'm going to be in hospitality. Yeah. I just knew it. I just knew it. I tried to get away from hospitality, but it's always dragged me back. It's always dragged me back because hospitality is, is I don't think you can train. I think you either got it or you're not. 
Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, I I believe that. When I interview staff or if I ever take on more staff now, I never care about skills. I don't care whether you worked with Gordon Ramsay or not. I'm not bothered. It's about behavior and it's about how hospitable you are. Um, I expect, and I do little, used to do little tricks on, on my guys. I'd, I'd accidentally let a, a knife fall on the floor and I'd see how quickly a member of staff would go and replace it within seconds. Oh. That's just natural. That's like looking after a guest, like bang, you're on it. That's oh. inside. Yeah. To be fair, I get get what you mean in some sense. You know, if you go to a certain restaurant or you go on a cruise ship or wherever you are in a hotel, some people just are good at it. Generally, I would say maybe, you know, from different countries, but then that's because I'm somewhere else, I guess. But then some people just don't, you know, the customer is never right and they just don't get it right. And I guess that's what you mean. So they're wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you, you, in this, generally in this country, we haven't got the best, uh, service let's let's be frank it's just and that's because of the fact that how waiters and waitresses are treated for example that goes back in history however that's not shouldn't be an excuse because we've moved on we can't keep blaming the past you know we've got to move on uh, but it's one of those industries where people don't realize that if you it's so simple you know it's so simple to be a restaurateur it's it's not rocket science the, the, the job, job description is actually in the word hospitality yeah. be hospitable mm-hmm. and you can you can actually get away with don't quote me on this too much uh, <laughs> but if you if you've got not so good food guess what if you've got fantastic service that guest will still return because you know what they're willing to give you a good try another try mm-hmm. but if your food is although if it's the other way around trust me they won't come back yeah wow there you go customer service is so paramount yeah I mean I I completely agree I'm one of those people that really appreciates it if you know if you go somewhere so I completely get what you're saying and um I was having a snoop on your on your website as you do so just have a little snoop and you you said on there that you like to cook Chinese food and you think it's easier than cooking Indian food oh hell yeah oh (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah Oh, elaborate, elaborate. <laughs> uh, right, well, okay, so I was telling you about that I decided to be a chef again, to become a chef. So I went to college, uh, and I'm actually an Italian-French chef by trade, oh. classical. Um, and then, obviously, the Indian stuff, uh, I'm still learning. I'm learning from my mum, I'm learning from my uncles, I'm learning from restaurants, I'm learning from top, top, top chefs. It's the balance of spices, how you temper it, how you do it, how you get that extra flavor, how you, it's, it's a minefield and absolutely. And now I, as a chef, I get it. I wish I spent some time in the kitchen with my mom. I wish I'd spent some time in the kitchen with my, my aunties, all my other fr- friends, families, my Sikh friends, um, uh, my Pakistani friends. I wish I did, but I didn't, <laughs> but I didn't. And Everything it has a certain procedure in food. It, it, it's not rockets. Again, it's not rocket science. It really isn't. Once you've got the formulas right. So I work in threes, okay? I always say I love a food threesome. There's a reason for that because things work in threes. Indian, start off with onion, ginger, garlic. There's your three, okay? Uh, Chinese, ginger, garlic, spring onion. There's your three. Italiano, olive oil, garlic, pecorino chili, 
there's your three. We could keep going and keep going. It's in threes, even with the hard spices. So um, good drafty food, temper your onions. You've got to have follow a, got to follow a procedure. But the procedure in Indian can be a little bit complicated. And if you get it wrong, then it messes up your whole dish. And I've done it over time and time, whereas Chinese um, kind of style of food, I'm not saying it's easier per se. I'm saying their procedure is a, not as elaborate as ours, wow. as in the Indian cooking. Uh, a lot more, it's a lot more fresher. It's a lot more cleaner. It's a lot more quicker. Uh, and it's like chop, 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 in the wok, job done. There you go. Thank you very much. Enjoy. Ours takes a bit more time. And that's the only thing. But you can get the Chinese wrong as well. Don't get me wrong. If you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know what you're doing in anything, it it looks seems harder. But if I had to choose the hardest uh, cuisine to cook, I will say Indian, Pakistani, that whole continent. Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. Well, I mean, we've all grown up, I guess, with like family members cooking and whether you were in the kitchen a lot. My mum has taught me stuff not as good as her. There's a technique and there's just the way that they've done it for forever, I guess. And Yes, I, yes, yes. Made butter chicken. And you can't get that taste, can you? They yeah. could literally give you the recipe word for word, second by second, but I'll guarantee you make it will taste nothing like this. No, it doesn't. It's strange. And I followed a, a an online butter chicken one once. And do you know what? It was pretty good. And I was very proud of myself. But I still didn't feel like it was that authentic, you know, that authentic thing that you get cooked at home. And I don't know. You they're, can't they're do it. I know. I know. I know. I know what you mean. You, just, you know what that is? You know what that is? That, that is that whole, not just the experience, but it's... Our parents, and you can appreciate this, my mum's the feeder. Oh, my God, my mum is the feeder. She will feed every Tom, Dick and Abdul that will come into our door. Honestly, she's brilliant. And she, and they can they can create something from nothing. It's just like, wow, how did you do that? When you, when you dissect it, do you know where it comes from? It comes, it comes from the heart. It comes from love. And you can't teach that. You cannot teach that. You can go to college. You can study books. But that love that that mother or that father has for you and that food, there you go. You, you can't replicate it. Impossible. Yeah, that's true. And obviously, so you've got all of this knowledge and like you cook different cuisines. And I've seen you've cooked for some, you know, some famous names, you know, Anthea Turner, you've got Eamon Holmes and Ruth. I mean, how was that? They were hilarious. Well, the, 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 <laughs> the thing was with, with that, the thing with, with that was... Um, Basically, during lockdown, lockdown was a massive, massive thing for me, uh, which kind of transported me into a whole new stratosphere. So I was in lockdown and I didn't know what to do with my business. I literally just started it a year and a bit before lockdown kicked in. Uh, So lockdown changed the world. It changed everything for everybody. I mean, everyone um, was affected by it. And um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I was like, what do we do now? So I did what I do best, which is cook and carry on, you know? So I literally got the camera on my phone, on Facebook, and guess what? I cooked every day, live, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Breakfast, lunch. Hi guys, I'm up, I'm making breakfast. Every day. Wow. Every day, baby. Every day. My show went live three times a day, seven days a week. That's what you call bloody Indians. Oh, that's commitment. It was, but but you know what? I was, I was bored. 
like everybody else. No, I wasn't bored. No, that's just tell a lie. I wanted to do something and something happened. It just clicked and I enjoyed it. And more people started to join and people were watching. And, and there was lots of other people out there doing very similar things. Joel Wicks being one, for example, massive. Uh, and lots of others. And before I knew it, there's, there's people following me like, whoa, what's going on here? What's going on here? People are contacting. You know, and then an award company came along. I can't remember who they were. It's obviously a couple of years ago. Just thanking me for keeping the nation sane. Because obviously my, my cookery programs were a little bit wacky, <laughs> a little bit crazy. Um, uh, but having fun. And Anthea Turner got in touch. Uh, Eamon Holmes got in touch. Sylvester Stallone got in touch. Oh, I forgot uh, about that one. Yeah. He, did, he was... He was Oh man, that was crazy. I forgot about that. That was crazy. Yeah. So what happened was I got this message that he was doing something across the world. Another, another conversation. Rocky to me is my Bible. People, some people are religious. I'm not religious, but the whole Rocky thing for me, it, it really resonates really, really well. And I don't know if that's the reason why he got in touch, but their, their PA people, whoever it was, got in touch. Love what you're doing. You'd like to have a chat with you. Well, I nearly had a heart attack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when he explained to me that he's doing, because again, he was doing something similar during COVID as well. Like he wanted to meet and greet fans. And da -da -da. So I, li I literally had um, five minutes like this. Uh, uh, and I pretty much was like, I, wah, I, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I couldn't really talk much. <laughs> and he just asked like, oh, thanks for what you did. I'm great what you're doing. And it's nice to see people doing this. And my mouth couldn't even really properly talk. It's Sylvester Stallone for crying yeah. out loud. I was just, I was just so stashed. Yeah. I mean, just even thinking about it now, it's just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh That's my okay. god. What did you talk about? It, it was very surreal because I, I, I'm sure he must have been on a time limit because the next person, it was like that. The best way to describe it. Remember that scene in Notting Hill where she's getting interviewed and everyone's in and out and in and out. It was like kind of that. So it was like, it didn't. <laughs> In hindsight, it didn't seem so personable as I would have thought it would have been because I was just another number. Like, let's, this guy's in, let's say hello, thank you very much, well done for what you're doing, like, next uh, kind of thing. But you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll take it. Exactly. So and what it, are you doing with all these people? Are you doing, like, private dining with them? Or did you do any of that with them? Or only cooking with no, them? No. Um, I was just, again, <clears throat> so obviously I was quite tubby. Uh, just before lockdown okay so then I embraced keto I embraced the no carbs so people got to see me doing my my uh, skipping and they saw the weight coming coming off and it's like whoa look at this and I lost three stone I was 13 and a half stone uh, and I went down to to 10 and a bit 10 and a, 10 and a little bit to 10 and a quarter more or less, if you want to put it in that terms uh, and I didn't know, I didn't really do much exercise. Very, I only really started the exercise after. And I, through the food that I was eating, I lost all that weight. And that was the byproduct. I never wanted to lose weight. It was never, what I wanted to do was fix myself with diabetes because uh, every Southeast Asian person in this country is very prone to diabetes. And, and I was one of them. And it really, really scared me. I didn't want to be like my, the rest of my family. And uh, I changed my diet. And now, well, now, wow. Wow is the word. 
Yeah, I mean, you, well, I mean, I've obviously only seen you like this. I have seen pictures of you, of course, which you did send me. So you have to take us through that then. So obviously you had this scare and then what were you eating? Like, what was it that you thought, right, that's it? <clears throat> well, um, I met a person that was really into keto and low carb. Um, and we, be we, we befriended each other because um, at the end of the day, the reason why we do these diets or lifestyle changes is because we want to we want to lose weight most generally most of the time and the reason why a lot of these diets don't succeed is because the food isn't great really if the food was fantastic nobody would change their diet really you'd eat we'd all be eating chips and this that and the other all the time and the reason why diets don't work for a lot of people it's not because of the commitment it's because it's boring You're like do i have to eat this again oh it's, yeah. that's the reason that's why we go back to eating the comfort food you know, we go back to eating that so i rocked up hello and <laughs> <laughs> and i understand food but he he gave me another different understanding of how we eat what we eat and he understood the mechanics of the health side but what he couldn't do was make it tasty well guess what i did I made it goddamn tasty. So I was a little bit more popular than he was in the end. <laughs> but a lot of useful information, a lot of medical information. And once you understand the principles of what we're doing and how we're eating, then it's all second nature. It become, you can call it a diet if you want, but I always keep telling people it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. It's a choice. And every, we all have a choice. You know, we all have choices. And, the whole point of this food is it's keto. It's low, low carb, low carb. Yeah. And there's a lot more to it than just saying low carb, because I'm sure there's people out there that will tell you, oh, you've got to eat this and you've got to eat that. And that would probably be another another chat to go through it all. But yeah. it does work. It's facts. Uh, if people go check it out, they'll realize it is, it's, it's stunning. And your health changes dramatically, dramatically. So you're, you're talking like no bread, no pasta, no potatoes, no chapatis, no rotis. <laughs> right. That's the first thing that everyone says, yeah. right? Everyone says that. Every my, my father, my auntie, oh, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, I, I enjoy a little bit now. I enjoy a little bit now and then. And you've got to understand your body. The best way to describe it, have you ever been ill? Yes. Okay. Have you ever been to the doctor to tell the doctor that you're not well or tell somebody that you're not well and that person then diagnoses you with something and then, but you're saying, no, that, that's not right. I don't, no, I don't feel that. Yeah, have you ever had that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Do you know what that is? You have your own personal doctor inside of you. You just know. You just know. So what I've done to my body is I've got it in tune now. I've tuned it. So when I eat something that I shouldn't eat, alarm bells naturally ring and go, whoa, dude, don't eat this. You, you're not going to feel right. And what's happened is uh, people that haven't got their bodies in tune, they then accept it. How many times do you woke up in the morning feeling lethargic? You think, oh, it's because I had a bad night's sleep. Oh, it's because of this. No, 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 no. Trust me, it's food. If you put petrol in a diesel car, What's going to happen? It's going to break. <laughs> same thing, same thing. Your body, what you put inside of you, it's so important. We're so happy to go out and spend X, Y, and Z on clothes, fashion, jewellery. 
but we don't realize what's put inside of us. Our engine is so important. And you talked about earlier, you were saying about my age and how I am and my skin and all that. You don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be go see top plastic surgeons and nutritionists. You just got to understand the concepts. Then once your body's in tune, then I do start to eat the rotis, the chapatis, the rice. But trust me, my body tells me and goes, whoa, be careful there. Be careful now. Does that kind of make sense to you a little bit? I know there's a lot more to it. It's deep, really deep. No, I love it. And I, I'm sure everyone who's listening will love it as well, because it's so interesting. And you've obviously done it as well. So it's obviously talking to someone from an ethnic background who's kind of cut those things out, which some people may feel like they can't cut those out. Or Well, there's three, there's loads of different people in India, right? They're going to put this really into simple, basic terms. I'm Gujarati of orig- origin, right? And then obviously my friends seek Pakistani. Now, if you look at the height of a lot of Gujaratis, we're all small little skinny guys, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) No comment. Come on. (laughs) You can say it's okay. There's a reason for this. It's not a bad thing. There's a reason for it. It's in our genes. You've got to go back in time and history and see what we've been eating. We've only changed the way we've we've eaten only in the last hundred years. What about the 10,000 years we've been eating before? yeah so if you remember again i'm changing the subject ever so slightly so you can understand this you go to the british museum and look at the swords the indian swords that come from india the singh the sadarjis the seat blocks that were holding these swords you had to be huge Mm. how did they do it how yeah look at the swords from scotland how big were these how is it possible that they could able to walk and talk in this armor because of diet. Now the Punjabis, ghee, natural ghee, anjuar roto, a special kind of flour, they eat that. Special kind of chickpeas, fantastic. Special meat, of course. Lamb on the bone, chicken on the bone. That's major protein, major, major. Compared to the Gujarati, I'm not saying he's any fit, unhealthy, no, 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 it's a different diet. So what happens to the body? It changes naturally, naturally changes. So I've just taken what works and what doesn't work. And what doesn't work is mixing diets. China 20 years ago had literally no case of diabetes, virtually none whatsoever. Then all of a sudden the Western diet turned up. And when I say Western diet, I'm not talking meat and two veg, no, no, no. I'm talking Coca-Cola, I'm talking McDonald's, I'm talking burgers, I'm talking processed, heavy, 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 heavy processed food. Within 20 years, China is now top of the list of diabetes. Wow, that's insane. Insane. And that's because of food. Wow. And you are obviously a culinary master chef. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to say for the record, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just, I'm just... And there's far better chefs out there than me, 10 times far. But what all I've, all I've done right now is, um, is just make it a little bit easier for people and keeping it real. I want people to cook. For me, the reason why I do what I do is, A, because I look at a lot of chefs on TV and on social media, and they make it really complicated. It shouldn't be complicated. It should be effortless. Like our mums and our parents at home would do it. It's effortless, effortless. But what I'm bringing with it is why you're eating it, what's the reason for eating it, and what are going to be the benefits of eating it. So that's what I'm trying to get across. But I, I'm not a master chef, honest, I'm not. 
but you are a private chef right so you do private dining I do yeah so if anyone wanted to contact you can they just contact you on Facebook or how can they get in touch well just go to my website and uh, just put in a contact saying um I'm interested in you cooking for me Uh, most people just dm me on Instagram after they see me cooking for a celebrity I usually get a a rise in people that want to see what I'm all about. So yeah, that's that's pretty much me. I, I only and I only need to keep it very intimate. So I do have a lot of people that say, oh, I've got a party, a wedding going, can you cook? And I go, no, 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 no. That, that, that goes into catering then. Yeah. And I'm not a caterer. I, the kind of level of food you do for limited guests is very different for the moment you go above 10 people. So the maximum I would do is eight to 10 people, max, max. Because it's very intimate then. And I can spend time and give you something that's, truly unique truly unique yeah so if, if anyone wants to go it's the spiceguy.co.uk which is amazing but I've loved talking to you Sandy because you're so knowledgeable and you just know what you're talking about and you're proof of all the food that you've been eating with your glowing skin <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much well just to put into context a few months a month ago I went climbing and broke my metatarsal my heel my toes oh. the lot so I was determined to do some very very interesting i didn't do it on purpose by the way it just happened by accident um so i've, I've been on a, a very old-fashioned diet and uh, it's very hard to explain there's a certain gum that you get from india it's similar to some uh asian vegetables and um, pickles and it's very gummy well i've been making special sweets from it okay and it's meant to be great for your bones unbelievable old school which is gonna i've been researching so again i have fixed my my that should have taken eight to ten weeks I pretty much fixed it within six wow and that just goes to show it's about diet so you know so have, important. You, have you got a book out yet or <laughs> well um I, I did do one book when I during lockdown which was called keto and spice um which we're going to get reprinted and redone um uh that was a small little cheeky little but nothing major just just self-printed self-done you know but everyone is asking for a book and yeah by the end of this year um we're gonna have it and i've even got the name so watch this space it's gonna be called the food and you well i'm really looking forward to reading that and thank you so much for being on the show it's been great to welcome talk to you. and we will keep an eye on you and what you're next up to brilliant looking forward to it all thank you